You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, how's it going? We had to have the oh, Yola go. Oh, ho. Yeah, but just stop at three, right? Don't go any further than that. Anyways, welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. On the bottom of me is Chris, on the top of me is James, if you're watching on YouTube. We have to have the Yola in there, it has to be there. There as it is, full screen, it has to be there. We there have absolutely is. no idea. We have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about, but we're here. And we thought we'd have a little bit of fun tonight. So, anyways, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Welcome, everybody, to the Starcastic Remarks Yule Log. Yeah. This should be should be fun. We have no clue what we're going to talk about. Honestly, if, yeah, we, if, we y'all, if y'all want to suggest something, we're, we're all for it. Yeah, go all for right. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take any questions whatsoever that uh, they all have, uh, I mean, it could be as silly as you want them to be. Heck, if you want us to do a Who Cares segment right off the bat over something really stupid, I'm sure we could pull something out of our butt pretty soon. Um, Either way, I'll start it off. So, yeah, I'm in a new place. I'm at the, the Chamber's residence. So, Ron Swanson is not in his glory behind me. But because James received more Funko Pops and because I gave him an epic present, he bestowed upon me the brotherly heirloom, I guess, the Duke Silver Funko Pop. So Ron Swanson oh, okay. remains That's actually pretty cool. a staple. Ron Swanson remains a staple on the episode. He is here. Fantastic. I love Duke Silver. Yeah, and, and you absolutely have to put that in the background uh, once you get back to... Call a station. That would be legit. That would be so much. I gotta find a way. I gotta find a way. And it's actually like fresh on my mind right now because Amanda was literally like ten minutes before we started this was watching Parks and Rec, and she was actually she was just starting the episode where uh, uh, April and Andy decide to get married. A classic. So, yeah, and then there's like the best best man. And Tom's getting all hacked off because he's he's getting outdone as the best man and stuff like that. It's really fun. So, yep. Chris is just hacking up along over there. Yeah, I'm still you sick, okay? guys. It's tough. My throat was not getting better. Anyway, moving on from depressing stuff, star sarcastic stuff going on here. New keychain, boom. Dallas Stars, bang. And then y'all's favorite topics. You know we got frisbees. <laughs> Yellow frisbee, purple frisbee. Of course you do. Cool blue frisbee. All you frisbee oh, guys out there, Ricky oh, Wysocki, Halo Orbit felon, come at me. I got all the clout. All right, somebody else show off their presence. Although, how many how many getaways do you still have? Do you still have like four or five getaways? Right now, in my bag, I have four getaways. And I have <laughs> the me. Well, it's your fault that I like the getaways as much as I do. I've got a Are white good. one now. With a gold trim, it's really pretty. I've got a uh, 
you remember was it a lucid xd was the one that i gave you last christmas yep yeah i found another one so i got i got one yeah. uh find those, a couple weeks ago find <laughs> yep i'll and take them off your hands no you can't have this one this is mine <laughs> I, I really like how this how this one flies and i got like a, a transparent red one and then i've got a it's like a black with like almost like a it's not even necessarily purple it's like a plum it's really really cool really 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 cool different things so what'd you Anyways, get james yeah james what'd you get uh since chris started off with his stars thing i started off with mine i got the cool stars hat new one it's fully green so that's nice because i have the, i only have the blackout jersey right now right and then what chris was alluding to earlier the best present ever it is a giant squishy ball <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, you, you can you can punch this thing, you know. You can squeeze it. You can beat people with it. You can throw it at people. You can even make sounds with it. You ready for this? <laughs> Boom! Oh. <laughs> Audio only loves it. They are so happy. Somebody clip that. Oh man. Well, uh, this I wanted to show this off because I was really impressed with this one myself. This is actually a present that I got Amanda, but I don't know if you can tell what it is. You know, Charlie that? Brown Christmas tree. Oh, it's a Charlie, yeah, Brown, it's Christmas Charlie Brown Christmas tree. tree. Yeah. So, she. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Amanda absolutely loves everything to do with Charlie Brown, the peanuts. Um, our kid's entire bathroom is basically thrown up with like peanuts stuff, everything. There's like a nightlight in there. There's a shower curtain. There's bath mats. There's a, I don't know what you call it, but the little thing that you put on top of the toilet, I don't know, the seat cushion, the toilet seat cushion, whatever. It's all peanuts related stuff. So that was one of my favorite things I actually got her. I got a, a cool little wireless, uh, wireless mouse and Huge. wireless keyboard. So that's really cool. It's legit. I love it. And, uh, I also got uh, this giant uh, fleece of to, that Amanda's going to make a blanket out of. So it, it, it's enormous. It's huge. So cool. she wasn't able to do it before Christmas because, you know, she kind of had a baby and we've been kind of busy and stuff like that. But it's it's going to be really cool. She's going to make it all make it into a blanket. It's going to be a lot of fun. So anyway, right. oh, and I, I also I also got this. I thought this was the coolest thing ever. But uh our Aunt Cindy and Uncle Rob actually sent this to Amanda and I, but this is a legit mini donut maker. Like, how freaking awesome is that? And not uh, only did donuts. they send us a mini mini donut maker, they sent us homemade donut, like, stuff. I don't know what you call it, dough, to to, to make it with the mini donut, donut maker. It's legit. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Absolutely. It's legit. The other thing so, I forgot to mention, which is not as cool as a donut maker, but... It's the one that replaced my Ron Swanson pop. It is a Wally pop. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. That, that's the one that replaced that's Ron epic. Swanson. That's why Chris has him now. Wait, wait, hold up. No, pull it back up. Pull it back up? Okay. No, pull it back up. I didn't see it. There you go. It's a little Wally. He's got the okay, fire extinguisher, you know? And he flies around with it. Oh, really cool. That is cool. That is really All cool. All right. I love it. On to some hockey. Ardell has a great question yep. at 10.08. All right, pull it so, up, Ryan. Here we go. Dallas is in first place in the Central with a big time positive goal differential. How surprised are you with Pete DeBoer results 
to date? I uh, who wants to start us off? I'll start it off. I am not surprised with how the team is playing. I am surprised with how quickly the team is playing this way. I thought it was going to take a good bit of time to get our previously offensive guys back into the swing of things and to get our first line up to speed with the full offensive all-out style. And it is not. Everyone bought in 100% in training camp. What we said in the preseason of guys showing up early and just getting ready to get in this totally flip of a system is absolutely true. The team that we have here is good on paper, but man, their heads and their hearts are in the right place too. That's the only way you can flip systems that quickly and be that good to start the yeah. season because they're all in on the on DeBoer system. So I love it. And, one of the best the, offenses in the league after being one of the worst. Yeah, and the and the goals four that we have right now makes sense with the expected goals that we had last season. Our expected goals last yeah. season was pretty high. And we just didn't we just didn't end up scoring that much. So it's not too surprising that we saw a jump, but to see the jump that we have seen is kind of crazy. Yep. So here's my thought process though, you guys. I feel like we've seen two different teams so far this season. If that makes any sense. Last year we saw nothing but the Rick bonus, you know, straight up defense, only score when absolutely necessary, Dallas Stars, right? Within the past couple of weeks, we've seen a more defensive team. And I don't know if that's due to that's just what they decided to go with, and that's what Pete DeBoer is going with. And then, so that, that that's the first, the second team technically that we've seen. But the first team we saw at the beginning of the season was this, what we could basically refer to as the Lindy Ruff era type of hockey, which is just, Gun, 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 score, 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 score. Oh, we, we give up five goals. That's okay. We scored six. So uh, my, my question really is, and I guess my thought process is, have we really seen like the actual team? And if it's one of those teams, which one is it? I'd say that's recency bias. I think we've had probably about five games where we played a good defensive game and it was a low scoring game. And it was competitive the whole way. I think, the road trip, we had to do that because we were playing some really good teams who knew how to shut down our first line. So the only other option is to play a low-scoring game, and we did it really well. I think the majority of our games that were winning and that were winning consistently were scoring three or more goals. It's not the defensive games. We're score, score, scoring. So we are one of those teams. I think we're the the running gun offensive team. We're what the, N- we're what the NHL wants. We're, we're high-scoring, and we got a great goalie. I and I think the reason why we've seen that defensive play recently is because we weren't beating those top teams and we we beat two or three on that road trip using that style to try to like hold them back some and score score little and make them score less so I think that's more us being like hey you've got to play really good defense against these really good teams still you can go score your score to your heart's content against the lower teams all you want you'll win every time but you run into an opponent that's has the same potential as you do and if you don't play defense you're going to lose and i guess my other question is what kind are we going to see in the playoffs because I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that this team is a playoff team right i mean we'll is, is that, that fair yeah. to say <laughs> some Not people stars some people yeah, I know, but I mean, some people would would say, "Oh no, the Dell Stars will never make the playoffs." And 
By the way, if you go and check out Starcastic Remarks Twitter page and you look at the very top, the pinned tweet, not a single one of the people from a certain podcast called Spittin' Chicklets picked the stars to even make the playoffs. So yeah. screw them. I don't, I don't blame them, though, because we're a Dallas Stars podcast and I had them in the wild card. So, yeah, fair enough. The, the, the only reason why I would say I would blame them is because we had the Blues coming off of a season where the team had seven 20 goal scores, which was not going to happen again. And Minnesota Wild, they played good last year, but they they were going to struggle this year with just the the cap the cap stuff that they've had problems with, with buying out Suter and stuff. Also, yeah, they picked I, Nashville. I, <laughs> yeah, that, that was my main thing. That was just like, of all... Of all things, you pick Nashville. It's like St. Louis, I get. St. Louis should be a lot better than they are. And honestly, Nashville should be too, considering they've got UC Soros, but they haven't been. So um, the way that the Stars are playing right now, I, I hope they get more back to a even kill. Because, I, I mean, as fun as this defensive hockey is sometimes, it, it is kind of boring sometimes to watch. At least, At least for me. I think it depends on the setting you're in. Like I said, the road games, they can shut down our first line because they have the advantage of the last change. So it's good to be able to play both those kinds of ways. I mean, you're you're going to need to have it, not to let the other team dictate the the, the way the game plays, but just sometimes you're not going to have your stuff. I feel like the majority of yeah. that five-game road trip that we said was super successful, I think we played really well for one game. Other than that, I don't think we had all, all of our stuff. And we still came out with a crazy amount of points. So, yeah. it's, it's good to be able to play. I mean, this, I mean, we've seen, we see that that's what the Avalanche did last year too, especially in the conference finals, I think. When they were on the road, they played more a lot, lot more defensive than their high-octane offense was the, when they were at home. They just scored their, scored every single time there were a rush it felt like in the playoffs when they were at home. So uh, let me transition this a little bit because this was running through my mind as we talk about this because I think it has something to do with it. And it, it's kind of a Wyatt Johnston slash Tyler Sagan kind of talk as Christian hacks up along. Hope you're okay there, Chris. Uh, is Wyatt Johnston the new number two center for the Dallas Stars? First off, that would be my first question. So let's just start there. Is Wyatt Johnston the number two center for the Dallas Stars right now? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Just because of the way that I was he confused. and Jamie Benn are playing. Yeah. I, I was confused last podcast when you were talking about the second line. I'm like, which line is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, sometimes I don't even know what line I'm talking about when I talk about the second line. But it feels like this season... The first line has obviously has been good. They've been good for many seasons now. The fourth line has actually been excellent. The Fox, Glenn, Denning, Kiviranta line, when they're together, I've loved that fourth line together. But it always seems like the thing that's killing us now and the thing that we've been talking about for years, it's the second and third line. And that's something I've said for years is a third line can dictate whether you're a Stanley Cup contender or not. And that second line is super important if your first line is not scoring because they need to c come up with some of the slack. So my my next question, bouncing off of Wyatt Johnston, 
And okay, that's the second line. Tyler Sagan is the third line center. It needs to be a scoring line. Okay, Tyler Sagan is a scorer. He's a guy that's going to put up points. I know a lot of people have been giving him crap about what he's been doing this year and how he's been playing. He really hasn't been that bad. He's actually been fairly decent. Uh, he's not living up to that contract, obviously, but like we want him to, but he's doing okay. But the thing is, is what Pete DeBoer wants him to do is to run with the line. Like he needs to be like taking the line and dominating it. Like he needs to be the focal point and bringing the other two guys along with them. And it seems like he's not able to do that right now. What do you think? I I think the big reason why we've been so hard on him is because, like I said, he has sneakily been having a good year. He's got a lot of points. We weren't expecting a lot of points. We were expecting a lot of goals. And instead, we're getting a lot of assists. So it, he kind of sub, subverted our expectations on that one. Um, and I honestly think a, a big deal with Sagan, why he's getting a lot of assists is because he's got no one to pass to him. I think that's a that has a lot to do with it. Mason Marchment, he's driving to the net and he's going to score. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say yeah. that he's a great passer, even even though obviously yeah. recent games and, has been and having great assists. He's been yeah, yeah I was about to say, he's been making but, some pretty good passes there. But I think a big part of that is because he's playing with Ben now, and that's two power forwards on the same line with a center who can dance around with the puck however he wants. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for defending okay. me, James. I appreciate you. But I see Mason Marshman and the guys that Sagan is playing with as goal scorers. And that kind of turns Sagan into the guy who's forced to be playmaker. But I and I really think if you get a Bo Horvat, somebody big in trade, because the stars, there's a hole there. Like you said, Ryan, the really good teams there's an have obvious a scary hole. third line. A scary third line, you're a cup team. You seriously are. Yeah. So if you if you can get a Bohorvat, I want it. So what we're really looking for is a playmaker on that on that third line. A playmaker with Sagan. I mean, yeah. and, and and who we have right now is Kiviranta, which no offense to Kiviranta, he he's not that great at handling the puck. He can he can get in there and he can steal the puck from people and he can slap it at the net sometimes, but passing is not his strong suit. That's the thing that confuses me about Kaviranta so much. It's like he has had such a good year. Like like personally, the, what I've seen from him and the way he's played, he's been really good. Yet he's I mean, got he, none of the stats to back it up. I, he he has five goals and no assists. If if that doesn't right. tell you anything, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Well, so this is something that I actually started writing about on a, on a blog post and I haven't finished it yet because I got distracted with kids and other things, but I want to talk about this. What if we could find an option for Tyler Sagan within the organization right now? And what I'm talking about is we need somebody to play with Tyler Sagan on, on the quote unquote second line or third line or whatever you want to call it, right? We've tried Blue Mel. Blue Mel didn't really seem to do all that great. He was okay. I, th I thought he was okay. He just wasn't fantastic, and it wasn't. They weren't scoring like we really need them to. So, d do you think there's someone within the organization right now that could make that difference for Tyler Sagan, and maybe he could be that? I don't know that playmaker for him, or maybe they can be the sniper, and he can change the way that he plays and play the role of playmaker himself because he can do it he, he can definitely make some great passes um I, I think that's like the biggest talking point and the biggest thing that pete DeBoer needs to figure out right now is the fact that 
what the heck do you do with Tyler Sagan? Yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing Bork next after Tufty. I think Tufty got sent back after that game before the break. I expect Bork to be there. Really, I, I think it's Stankovan. I mean, just the way he's tearing up the the minor leagues right now. He's playing better than the consensus overall pick, right? First overall pick right now. Dude's out of his mind. I mean, I know why. We all know why he had to be sent back down. He was to play with the Blazers, to play with the Stars owners team for the biggest cup in junior hockey. But, man, I, I think this that hole is Stankovin sized <laughs> if you're looking just inside the organization. But I think because Stankovin's in juniors, you got to find somebody else. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Bork is there. I don't think anyone else in the minors is there. Personally, I kind of want to see Peterson again. Cause if, if Peterson can learn to just take the puck and be a, a great passer, I think he could be really good. And that would be great with, with what he's good at, which is the game sense and how everything's going to move and being in the right position. I think if if he tries to to make better passes rather than trying to score goals and make a huge impact, it it could start Sagan. The main problem with that is is that he's not he didn't have a great year when he was up here for the one game he played and he's not having a great year in Cedar Park. And who are you talking about again? Peterson? Uh, Peterson, yeah. I just think just pass better is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like with 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 all of the all the coaches that he's ever played for is like he has a great hockey mind. I I feel like if he could learn to to s- try to slow down the game on that third line and just make smart passes, then he could be a solution on that line. Because then you got. Sagan, who's who could be a sniper still, and you got Delandra, who's just going to go and annoy people, hit people, and get the puck. Well, and he, here's the thing: is as much as I love Delandria and Kiviranza and how well they've been playing, because uh, they they really have been playing well, especially Delandria. He came out of nowhere this year, and he, I mean, we've talked about it before that he could have, I guess, basically slunk into a hole and been like oh woe is me i didn't make the nhl roster i got cut you know back in november he came back and he made the roster and he deserved his spot 100 and the reason why the penalty kill is so good is because of delandria but anyway both of those guys 100 cannot should not be playing with tyler sagan if we want to maximize tyler sagan but here's the thing and i don't know if they could do this but i don't know if stink oven can come in like at the end of the year or something like that or i'm not sure how that works i don't think he can i think that there's rules against it like once you're at the chl level you cannot come back up to the nhl level for the rest of the year he's not signed to an nhl he's not signed to an nhl contract yeah he is he he is he's signed to his entry level contract Yes, he's he has his ELC right now. I don't think so, that's again. I I, I don't know how exactly. I'm ninety five percent sure he can't. Right, I, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure exactly how it works. It, it's it's so confusing. But anyway, a couple of other people that have kind of stuck out into my mind. Um, what about Student Each? We have not seen him this year, and I just, Student Each. I just don't think he's a better solution than Kiwi. 
I mean, Kiwi can skate fast too. He's not slow. And Kiwi's already been in the NHL more. He knows how the game's going to play. I, I just don't think that's a better option. I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I mean, I guess we're just throwing stuff and hoping that it sticks anyway. So yeah, that's really what it sure. is. You're just throwing stuff <laughs> and saying, all right, so you get a tryout until we have to pay you NHL salary. And unless you're working perfectly, we're going to pull you down. That's pretty much what's happening right now. What you want is you want Bo Horvat. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, the thing is, is that you, somebody has to be called up, right? No matter what. Cause right now the, the stars only have 11 yep. available forwards with Gary yep. being unavailable. They'll get their chance, but I, I, I don't see, I don't see any of them stepping up in that huge way. Cause it's a, it's not a small thing either. Like go, go play wing with Tyler Sagan. That's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> So Mm-mm. that's probably like a huge jump AHL to to that. So the speed is definitely there, but I, I I'm so confused and I'm so taken aback on so many things because it's like Peterson. I, I guess DeBoer doesn't really like Peterson, and that's why Peterson was the 13th forward to begin the season, and that's why he went down. Now it, here's something we haven't talked about though with Peterson, and if Peterson plays one more game in the NHL, he is no, he has to go through waivers. So again, long story short, there's so many, you know, ridiculous things and it's confusing, but long story short, you could lose Peterson for nothing. If you send him back down to the AHL. At this point though, if, if he's not playing this season, he's not going to have a spot next season. I mean, Stankoven's going to come in, and then we're probably going to bring Bork up, too. This is probably Bork his last shot, chance yeah. regardless. I, I just... I, and, and also, with how bad he's been playing this year, I mean, someone's going to pick him up if he goes on waivers, but I just... I don't see what we could even trade for with him. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's got 12 goals. He had 12 goals last year, and that's nothing to, you know. No, I agree completely. But just with the people we have coming up right now, I am not sure that it's going to make that big of a difference. Hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Right, but I mean, what I'm talking about is like right this second, like right now. Let's just say that Jim Nill does not want to do anything about going out and getting a forward or whatever. Uh, a Bo Harvat, a Brock Besser, a Patrick Kane, or anything like that. I mean, who who is the short-term answer that's not really going to be great? And, I mean, you, you could enter any kind of names there. You could enter Student Needs. You can enter, uh, 
Riley Barber, I've heard some people name him off. Uh, Riley Damiani has obviously got some kind of offensive flair to his game. Um, I don't know. Damiani right now, he's got... He's only got 15 points in 25 games. He's a minus three in the AHL. So that's probably not where you want to go. I mean, I, I keep looking at Jacob Peterson, but I just don't think the stars want to bring him up because they don't want to lose him for nothing. And I mean, James, that makes perfect sense about what you're, what you're saying. It's just like, I mean, give him, call him up. You know, he's, he's going to lose that, that eligibility. He's going to have to go through waivers if we decide to put him down. And if we lose him for nothing, it is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. that's I, the most I, interesting I question interesting. going on right now. Yeah, for sure. And, and really, all all of it comes down to is like we we don't. It's just the uncertainty of where Gurionov is right now, honestly. Because because yeah, regardless, he was before. yeah, well, regardless of how well he was playing, he, it still leaves a pretty big hole in our lineup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, strictly hockey wise, it leaves. You can't have a forward get injured because Gurionov has to remain on your roster spot. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he's back after Christmas. But yeah, I'm just not so sure that uh, he's going to be back anytime soon. It, from what it, I mean, it, it sounded something serious. Like if, if it was not serious, then they probably would have let us know. I, I mean, right? Would that make sense? I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about this because we sort of kind of talked about it already. But Eric had a question earlier. Can the Stars create enough cap space to acquire a legit top six forward? Um, I think the easy answer is yes, but money is going to have to go out the other way. I think it's the yeah. short answer to that. The, the better answer is not really, but in the way trades work now, yes. So you would definitely lose Gurionov, so that'd be $3 million coming off. And if you go for somebody like Bo Horvat, you're giving them enough so that they would retain half of his salary, more likely. Uh, Patrick Kane, you're definitely not getting because he wants he has a uh, no, no, tr no movement clause, I think. So he'll only waive it for someone who will re-sign him. He's, I think he stated that publicly, that he wants to re-sign at a place before he is traded. So, Oh, is that true? I hadn't heard that. Pretty sure, yeah. But either way, he has a no-trade clause. He's only going to go somewhere where he wants to go. Well, let me throw this out there, too, because I don't know if y'all have listened to the Podman Rush fairly recently. I can't remember if it was the most recent episode or the episode before. But of all people, Razor mentioned it. He's like, you know, they should go out and get Patty Kane. I think that was literally his words. He, called, he said, Patty Kane. So he said uh, in a perfect world, if there was no cap in a perfect world. Yeah. If there but was no, cap, there is then. cap and Kane has uh negotiating rights, but obviously the best thing out there is Patrick Kane. I mean, just stats wise, that is hundred percent true, but you don't have enough to get him. Honestly, I mean, he, we don't, we can't resign him. He's not going to come here unless we can resign him. Well, so who else are you are y'all still looking at? Do you, you still think Bo Horvat is like the best option here, Chris? Yeah, Bo Hor you convinced me that Bo Horvat's the best option. I mean, he's playing mm -hmm. fantastic yeah. out of his mind. I just think he fits with Tyler Sagan too, and I think the deal makes sense for both parties. Depending on what they get, I mean, they probably get a Maverick Bork in that situation, but maybe even Thomas Harley. 
I I take I'd give Har- Harley a heartbeat. Well, I mean, Maverick Borg and Thomas Harley, maybe. I gave up on Harley. I've really? been on the Harley I'm not train ready. for four years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm not ready to give up on Harley yet. He's still really young. I think he's still 22 or 21 or something like that. So, and and also this COVID screwed up everybody's developments. It was ridiculous. So, but uh. I, I guess we'll see how that goes. I really hope we get Horvat. I don't think that's likely, but I mean, I've I've also said that we would never get you know some of these big name players like Tyler Sagan and Jason Spezza and Patrick Sharp and insert name here. So think, and and he, pulled, Jim Knowles done it before. I think pulled Yuli Yarvi. Is that how you say his name? Yes, he pulled Yarvi. Yeah, I think he's a very high chance too, just to add to the Finnish mafia, and he's a lot cheaper. And, and and it just kind of makes sense, right? With him and with Gary Onoff, they they just need changes in scenery of different places. And I mean, like you said, Jesse Pugliarvi will be coming over to the Dallas Stars, which are absolutely full of Swedish players. And then you know, Dennis Gary Onoff would get a chance to play with uh, you know Connor McDavid and or Leon Drysidel, and maybe that would get him going and his his abilities. So. I don't know. I, I think that would be a win-win for both teams, and the cap hits are very similar. They're very close. I, I, like you said, I think Gary Onoffs is a little bit more, but uh, I, I think that would be really interesting. Yep. I want something to happen, though. I, I don't think... I think this team is very good. I think it could go second, maybe even third round of the playoffs, but I think if you want to say that you're a contender, you got to make a move. I think you make a big move, give up another big piece. You, I know we just did with uh Lindstrom is that his name I'm still sick guys our defenseman Lundquist. that we got Lundquist thank Lundquist you in Lundquist. The first round pick. <laughs> I know I know we just gave up a big piece there but if if you're going for a cup which it looks like this team really can fill the hole there's an obvious hole fill it well the other argument is is that the only hole that really needs to be filled because I've made an argument that I know the stars and there have been rumors that they're looking for a top six forward to play with Tyler Sagan. But I mean, I really think the stars need a, another defenseman. And I think it, that is more glaring to being a, a Stanley cup contending team than a top six forward. In my opinion, that's just what I think. I don't think that's a clear hole. I think that's a, we have a guy who's there who we trust and is going to play that position and he's just not doing it. Yeah. So and I wouldn't call that a hole. I would say that's a, that's, uh, that's a execution deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, with, with how well our forwards get back most of the time, I am not too worried about that. And as much as I am worried about our third line, just never scoring. And well, uh, who's the third line, James? <laughs> The third line Sagan, right now is Sagan, Delandria, and Kiwi. Right. Well, let me ask you guys about this, though. Um, Brooke and Michael saying, do you think Dobby can be moved this year? Um, I'll give you my two cents and what I think. I don't think they should move him. I don't. And the, I, I know that y'all, you're, Chris is especially giving me a weird look. Do, do I think Dobby can be moved this year? Maybe. And it, it really just depends on if there's a team that is just totally sucking it up with goaltending. Hint, hint, Edmonton. Um, 
I, I don't know. But my thing is, is if Otter and or Wedgwood go down, who is your next guy if Dobby is not there? Then you don't have enough and cap it's, space it's to bring him up anyway. Right yeah. now, you, you don't know have you enough do. cap space to bring him up anyway. We yes, don't you do. have enough to bring we don't. Up we, we, right Otter got hurt earlier in the season, and Dobby didn't come back up. We have Okay, but the way, the way that it works now, and I actually double-checked this with your eye now, if they could call up Anton Hudobin if there is an injury to either Ottinger or uh, Wedgwood. It is if they are able to. If they put him on IR. Yeah. They have to put him on IR. If they don't, Otter, then he doesn't Otter come was up. Otter was hurt for two weeks, and he wasn't on IR. Well, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure how that would work. I, I just remember seeing a, a tweet from from Uriah saying that with the way, the way the cap is now, they can actually call up Hudobin and be under the cap. And I think that's true. I don't. I don't think they have to put anybody on IR. I, I don't think that's true. I think if but, we're I think if we're at the point where we need Hudobin to win us a hockey game, we're too late. Uh, he's not going <laughs> to win us a hockey game. He will. He might keep us in a hockey game. And he, honestly, he's had decent he's had stats decent in the season. NHL. So, or the AHL, I mean. So he's had he's had an okay season. It is very much a whole lot better than it was at the end of last season and the very beginning of this season. So he's he's done a lot better. There's obvious improvement. How much better that's going to look at the NHL level is prob- probably minimal. Right, I'll just say this to finish my argument. If it comes down to trading Dobby to get Bo Horvat or keeping him just to have the safety net of a third goalie and we keep Dobby and just don't take Bo Horvat, I would be pissed. That would be well, terrible. No, and and I'm, I'm not saying in that situation. Obviously, I would do that too. Don't get me wrong. I, w- I would 100% do that as well. I'm just saying it. it, it is kind of nice to have Anton Hudobin as a third goalie, and I, I'm – we haven't had to use him yet, which is kind of nice. And we haven't had to use Matt Murray as our third goalie either. But if we get to that point to where, you know, we we get to the, the playoffs and, you know, Ottinger gets hurt and Wedgwood is sick or something and can't really play, we're going to turn to Matt Murray and not at the Matt point, Murray. I don't at know. At that point, the series is over, in my opinion. doesn't matter who you <laughs> yeah, turn that, to. Now we, now we have to outscore our problems. <laughs> Yeah, now you gotta score nine goals. Which you need another forward for. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh. all comes full circle. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would keep Anton Hudobin. I think it's a nice safety net to have. I just don't think Matt Murray is ready yet. I think he could be a decent backup. I don't think he's a starter in the NHL, but I think he could be a decent backup, but he's nowhere close to that yet. I agree they're not ready. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't I don't think Hudobin's ready right now either. Well, um let's talk about um Garyana for a second cuz uh, I forgot where the question is. I can't even find it. But whatever. Um just uh kind of talking about uh what's going on with him and why he's why he's gone from the team. We we don't know. That's obviously that's the ultimate thing. Uh, the only thing we can do is speculate. Um, what we've heard everything uh, from. Go ahead. I don't think we should speculate on it. I mean, whatever's happening is is kept private for a reason. So I bet Gurionov asked for that. So I don't well, think just, it's worth speculating over. 
All right. Well, that's fine. Let's not do that then. I think that's that's Sorry. actually probably a good idea. <laughs> Anyways, James, you talk about something. Something. <laughs> what I just pulled, I, I, pulled I, out I pulled, my squishy ball again. Hey, I just pulled like 25 minutes of content like out of nowhere. How about that? Yeah, we're good. You pulled it out of nowhere. Or chat pulled it out of nowhere. Give chat some credit. That was bro. chat. Hey, I, I chat pulled. Okay, chat did pull it out, but hey, I took it a step further. Okay, sorry, step, further. Step further. Further. All right. What did everyone else know. get for Christmas? Any star stuff? I I got other. I got sweatpants that has the stars logo on the little side. You know. That's I saw the cool. sweatpants. Those are fire. Are you gonna go running? I uh, know. <laughs> just, just ask James if he was. <laughs> I'll go walking. Running. I'll go walking. Oh man. <laughs> well, bring back, bring back the Yule log. <laughs> yeah, bring back the Yule log. Here we go. There's the Yule log. I paused it for a second. Now, it's a we'll get the low crackling in the background. So, oh come on, it's not cringe. It's a lovely uh, yule log. So, so what's the who cares segment again? We can make it. Oh wait, 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 no, hold on. Oh, wait, we we definitely need to talk about this. I can't believe I didn't even think about this. Ovechkin, we gotta talk about him. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, we we totally. I I can't believe that. That's so stupid. I should have thought about that. Anyways, Ovechkin, he's Mister Number Two overall all time in the all time goals list. Congratulations to him. And he did it against the Winnipeg Jets, which makes me even happier that he did it against and the And he so, did it in the Screaming Eagle jersey. Yes, that's true. Old-timey jersey. So I think that was pretty legit. Guys, do you think he beats him? Do you think he beats Wayne Gretzky? Is it a matter of just win, or is it still an if at this point? As long as he doesn't get injured. And there's not a lockout. That's true. The way that his career has gone, he has basically lost out on two seasons and like a quarter of it. And what I'm talking about is his, what should have been his rookie season, which was the 0405 lockout. And then there was an, another lockout. I forgot which year it was. It was like a half year or something like that. And then obviously the, co the COVID shortened season because everything got shut down in March of 2020. And then the next year was an even more shortened COVID season. So he's lost out on a lot of games. So I'm just saying, it's like if he had all those games, maybe he's already there and he's already beaten Gretzky. Agreed. I mean, yeah. But how many games does he have left is the real question now. That, that's really it what be, it comes down to. I think it's going to be super close, actually. I think it's going to be real close. I think that's going to keep him in the game for another year or two, honestly. He's, he's going to get to like October 30th of like 2028 when he's like, you know, 44 years old. He scores goal number 895 and he just skates off the ice and goes to the dressing right room off. and says, guys, I'm doesn't done. Even, doesn't even shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that would be fun. Uh, I, I hope he makes it. I, I personally think that it's just a matter of when he does it, not if he does it. I, I think he's got it in the bag. I don't want to jinx it. The, it, it I, you can't jinx it. You, you can't jinx it, Chris. The the kind of consistency that he has been showing throughout his career is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And he's got, I, I think, like his 
percentage is like 0.611 through his career, like that's ridiculous. Like even when Gretzky, I don't even think was up to up to that caliber, like consistent wise. Like he had lots of seasons where there was one season he scored almost 100 goals. But like Ovechkin has consistently done it for like many years and has scored 50 goals, 60 goals, 40 goals. And then just when you think he's going to slow down, he scores like 32. Oh, oh my gosh. Only 32 goals. And then the very next year he scores 50 again. So it's, it's ridiculous. It's, It's absolutely ridiculous what he can do. And he's just one of the greatest athletes of our generation, in my opinion. Agreed. I think he deserves a scoring title by a wide margin. He's the, he's the best scorer ever, in my opinion. And not only is was he doing it like consistently throughout his career, he was also doing it when offense in the NHL was like really down compared to when Gretzky was doing it, which was back in the eighties when goal scoring was ridiculous. When it was we, I mean, I think we're starting to see a resurgence of it, seeing these seven five games, these eight fours, these six twos, yeah. you know, all these kind of games. Two thousands so. though, it was two to one and three to two. That was the only good yep. scoring lines you saw, and he still put up those numbers. Guy is crazy. Yep. And, and like even people like Connor McDavid, he, he can't catch him. Connor McDavid will not catch him in the goal scoring department. He won't. He can never do it. He won't do it. The the only person that really has a shot is maybe Austin Matthews, maybe. And even then, it's like still no. Like he's it, Austin is the only guy that I could see that might have a shot. And that's it. So uh, that's just what I think. It, it, it is going to be a very long time before we see anybody able to get over that mark again. So, hey, maybe Jason Robertson can do it. <laughs> Keep dreaming. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? We can, we can dream. Yeah, we can definitely dream. Okay. Uh, we need to come up with a Who Cares segment. We're coming up with it like right here live on the podcast. It's Christmas, so let's think of something Christmas-related. We did movies already. We already did movies. No. I'm coming up with blank. Yeah, me too. I got <laughs> Christmas candy. Uh, ah, okay. Normal candy, I think. Yeah, I know. That, that's kind of where oh, I'm at, yeah, too. Okay. That's fair. It's just you all know, candy. Here, Chambers household, we play lots of games at holidays. So we're going to do favorite board card domino games. That's fair. I'll take that. How's that? We do do a lot of that. And that is a Chambers family thing. All right. Number three game. Does anybody have one yet? (laughs) You get 10 (laughs) seconds. Go. Uh, I think I got one. I'll go go for it. So my number third best is I'm going to go with 313. Very similar to a card game called Phase 10. But unlike... Phase 10, where like if you just lose all your cards and the the thing is over, at least in 313, you at least get one more turn before the entire round is over. So I actually like appreciate that about 313. So I know it's stupid, but eh. 313. James, right. you're number third. So I tend to lose all of these games. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I, I pick up some really bad cards, bad dominoes, bad everything, you know. So I'm going to go with phase with phase 10 for my number three. And I just try to get the highest score possible because everyone knows the highest score is the one that wins. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. 
Big numbers are good. All right. My number three, we're going to go with probably the Chambers Family Classic and uh, the the Grand Patriarch, Pop Chambers' favorite, 42. That's an A&M traditional domino game. Y'all look it up. It's kind of weird. It's fun. Everyone in the family loves it way too much. I just got done playing some just probably an hour ago. So 42 is number three. Ryan, number second. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Chris is Chris is losing it tonight. He's but dying. he's still doing the podcast. That's awesome, though. Um, oh, I had one, and then it kind of popped out of my head. James, number seven. I know what my... I know what my number. I know what my number two is. Yeah, James, go ahead. No, we're asking wait, for number no, two. Wait, you're... Or I know what my number one is. I'm trying to think of my number two. James, number Sorry. second. Well, my number second is. Uh, I mean, I guess we don't really play this one that much anymore. But we used to play it a lot. I'm gonna go with Monopoly. We used to play it a lot more. Ooh. We don't really play it anymore. I, I, I was. That was the only game that I could ever win, or at least get second in, because every time I either got. Jamestown or Boardwalk, it was great. I don't know how Jamestown. it worked, but it was James literally always go it for was James every Town. it was every single time, every single time. I don't know how it worked, but it always did. So, Monopoly number two. Okay, I'm good. I got it. Sorry, I, I couldn't think of it. Just poofed out of my head for a second. Um, I don't know if we actually play this game much anymore, but we we used to do it a lot when I was a lot younger. But Mexican Train, Mexican Train is my number two. Terrible I love Mexican pick. Train, but. Mexican Train is awesome because uh, unlike my number one, this domino game you can do with multiple, multiple people. You can have like 10 to 12 people playing and everybody can have a chance to play and and stuff like that. It's fun. It just takes forever and there's no skill. (laughs) It takes a freaking long time, but it is still fun. And I enjoyed it. And I like spending time with everybody, Christian, not just three other people. Anyway, that's my number second. All right, number second, a dice game that gets very dangerous at the uh, at the Chambers household. It is sixes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Sixes is a game <laughs> where you're rolling four dice and you're trying to get sixes, like the game says. If you roll all four sixes, though, you ha- you have to grab as many dice as you can. Everyone at the table, all four players, try and grab the dice to get extra points if you grab all the sixes. So if you grab all four dice and you're playing with our younger sister, Casey, who just had her nails done, she's going to dig them into your hand and draw blood. There was blood drawn in this game. It was serious. Multiple times. Multiple <laughs> times. Every time we played, there was blood drawn. But this is a fun game because it's exciting. It gets loud everyone's laughing you're moving up it's and like, down tables changing tables a lot yeah it was, it's tournament style too that's the best part the way mimi and pop did it was great so whenever one game ended all the games ended and then you just mm-hmm. go whenever uh wherever the score was at the time so love that game so much fun all right ryan your number first table game by the way mimi and pop is our grandmother and grandfather so oh, they got that. that's such a way we call them that we call them our mimi and pop anyways my number one is obviously the one that I absolutely love. And even though I will always lose it to Travis, because he always seems to freaking win every single freaking game that we play. It doesn't matter what it is. 42 is my number one. I love it. It requires a lot of strategy. You have, if you can think like multiple, you know, multiple uh, tricks ahead, multiple moves ahead, it's even more fun. It's 
not just luck-based. It is a little bit luck-based, but you can still be able to be the own... I can't even think of the word. <laughs> I'm tired. Be the master uh, of 42. Of your Yeah, be the master of your own destiny, unlike Mexican Train, which is purely chance. All That's right. my number one. Good number one. James, number one. My number one is also 42. Uh, it is yet yet again another game that I always lose every single time. I think I've only won like five games, and we play it at least 30 times every Christmas, <laughs> which is not a great record. <laughs> <laughs> but it the, the game involves math and and like probability, which is really fun to me. I like thinking in numbers. That that's also why Travis is really good at it because that's all his brain thinks in. Uh, just just to give you how unlucky I am, I played three games today. All of the games ended six to seven, and I lost every single one. Oh, that sucks. I, I beat two of those, by the way. <laughs> Not because I'll of jam. him, by the way. He, he, his, his partner won both the last rounds. Wait, who did you play I'll with? Jam. Did you play with Grandpa Bubba? I played, I played with, with Dad and Travis. Dude, I, oh, I was winning go. when I was... I played with grandpa bubba on christmas eve and i actually won that was crazy and and what's never fair is when grandpa bubba and travis are playing together it's ridiculous <laughs> nobody can they can't change. play together anymore they're not allowed yeah, to play together like it's like you, you you could spend so much time trying to figure out what they do to win and you can't you just can't i, I don't know what it is that they do they, they just it, it's ridiculous i don't know all right and my favorite game, kind of a newfound love, probably the last five years, I'd say, we started playing this, and it got real big this year for whatever reason, Settlers of Catan. Yes. I love just, I don't know, there's something just so classic about it, you know? Just classic dice, cards, cool little board, you get to build stuff. I like building stuff. I'm in construction science. Makes sense. So, Settlers of Catan, great game. That's I want three times one. in a row the last time I played. I'm so nice. good. Another game that I don't win. <laughs> James, I think you don't win Poor any James. of these games. I don't win any of them. <laughs> Poor James. Poor James. It's okay. I think the only one I would actually win at it on a regular basis is 42. But then again, it's only when I don't have to play Travis. <laughs> yep. It's only when I don't have to play I Travis. I can't so. even win with Travis on my team. I can't do it. <laughs> That's how bad James is. <laughs> oh man all right all right guys out of here I, I need some Delson. yeah i think we're done i think we're done i might go play some overwatch later we'll see because i haven't played in a couple days anyways uh we're gonna wrap it up here tonight you guys uh this is kind of an impromptu episode we were just kind of like yeah why not we'll see what comes out of this it was fun i had always got to do the yule log i think this is three years running yeah right uh, i gotta pull it up real quick here we go Oh, even better. See, we got to set the in the fire. Chris, you're actually burning. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, go ahead and check out uh, StarcasticMarks.com. There will be a new blog post there tomorrow morning talking about who I think should be the next player that comes up and uh, kind of becomes that 12th forward on the line while Garyanoff is out. And then uh, also go and check out StarcasticMarkShop.com for all the latest merch options. Yes, there is a bath mat, Christian. There Let's is a go. bath mat. And so go and check shower that out. Caddies. 
Not, shower not heads yet. coming soon. They're going to play no, our theme song while Can we you get shower. Swish balls on there too. <laughs> James is like, <laughs> I, I need this. I need the squish ball. I need the sarcastic remark squish ball. All right. Along with Christian and James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we literally had no idea what we were going to talk about, and we went almost an hour. So pretty good. This. Pretty good. And. Anyways, guys, we hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever y'all are listening, and we will talk to you guys.